gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. You bet it is. And we are here tonight. So we're going to talk about two things. The first of which is quite positive. It's great stuff, great news. We had an announcement last week that the uh, the the restrictions placed on the amount of people allowed uh, at outdoor events, uh, and this specifically applies to music events, uh, are being eased. And they, I think they were eased as of Fridays, Friday, I believe. Um, now, this doesn't mean you can go jumping back into mosh pits as much as I'm sure everybody out there would like to. Uh, as far as I'm aware and we're aware, it's still seated gigs. You know, you still have to be socially distanced, COVID safe, sit, sitting, um, hand sanitizing, checking in with the QR code, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it has changed uh, quite substantially uh, five to 500 people. So... As long as your event is outdoors and seated, you can have 500 people there, which has jumped by 480. It was 20 people up until this change. Last 480 week. is such a random number. Yeah, yeah. Well, 480 on top of the 20, so we're at 500. You know. Oh, That's more, I, yeah. That was me pulling the random number. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I miss. I misunderstood. I thought you, thought you said it was 480, so now an additional 20 people. That would be go. a strange number. That's what I thought you meant. I was like, 480 is a weird number to land on, but going from 20 to 500, that's a massive increase. Yeah, it is. If and I was any good at math, I'd be able to tell you the percentage increase. Oh, I don't know. The 480 was hard enough for me to figure <laughs> out, but <laughs> let's just stick to talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's um, a really, really big boost as well, obviously, for um, like, you know, events, promoters, bands themselves, ev- everyone, everyone. It's a boost for us being able to go to these things. Um, there are a couple popping up that will be popping up on the Central Coast, uh, local little gigs with some little local artists and stuff like that. Well, I um, did hear that one of the great Southern Nights, there was a location on the Central Coast. What? It hasn't been announced yet, I don't think. No, I have seen this Bag Raiders will be playing a DJ set at the – it's actually called Poker Loco now. I was about to say Woodport. I mean, it hasn't been called Woodport for ages. Oh, the old – it was Woodport, then Sunken Yeah, Monkey. yeah, yeah. And um, now what's it called? It's now called Poker Loco. Poker Loco. So, so that they're playing a uh, a DJ set there. They're pretty pretty uh, iconic Australian electronic artists. We'll be playing a DJ set there. I can hear that iconic song in my head already. Yes, that became uh, yeah, a yeah, meme, yeah. The shooting star meme. Yeah, yeah. Think shooting stars. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they will be playing a uh, a set there. Um, and the, I believe Evoca Bolo is going to be having a few. Um, you know younger local artists playing there as well as part of the initiative that initiative great southern nights of course was a thousand gigs they wanted to have over november uh in in uh in line with the easing of restrictions and that's all going to plan at the moment which is fantastic um so also they've uh lifted outdoor caps on outdoor seating at pubs clubs and restaurants so that's doubled um that doubled on friday uh and that was it was what was it? It was four square meters. That's right. And so now you can have one patron for every two square meters in outdoor areas. You might have noticed over the weekend a lot of your favourite uh, outdoor eateries had added tables, and that is why, if you're wondering. Um, so it's good news. We are heading in the right direction. We've got good stuff happening, uh, and we are able to go and see you know live music in a in a semi accessible way. I mean, you can't get up and dance like we'd like to, but. If you're like me and you've been itching to see something, then this uh, this is very good news. Certainly very, very promising. So hopefully 
all things going forward can continue to be COVID safe and protocol continue to be met and adhered to and all these 500 capacity events can go ahead. Yes. And, and the- then hopefully soon to follow indoor events can start to open up a bit more too. Yeah, we, we are hoping. I was actually looking when we were preparing the gig guide uh, and that's coming up a little bit later where we will share with you a lot of those events. And we did have in the calendar, I believe for December, was that huge Tame Impala tour. Oh, I had a couple of shows at Kudos Bank Arena and I was just wondering, I was like, is that going to go ahead anymore? Is that going to even be possible? Because that was a very, very big tour announcement at the start of the year when we uh, when we found out about it, mm. uh, they were doing arena shows all around the country, huge capacities. I think they sold out pretty much instantly being Tame Impala. Um, so yeah, whether we'll be at indoors by December, we'll have to wait and see, but we can keep our fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, but I wouldn't bet on a massive arena sellout like Kudos Bank for Tame Impala, but we'll move on to the second part of our music news. It's a UK probe into streaming services. So the likes of Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Play, uh, or all others like that. So like that sort of digital streaming as opposed to live streaming that we've spoken about many times uh, in recent months on the show. We're talking about that sort of, you know, MP3 digital streaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is something we've also spoken a lot about on the show is how shockingly paid artists are through Awful. streaming. I mean, we had the uh, we had the glory days of CDs and vinyl, uh, and then we had the dip of the internet age where everyone just downloaded stuff for free and artists were making nothing. Uh, and then we entered this weird little area where people like Spotify and Apple Music emerged as major players in the streaming game. People started paying for music, but not as much as they did, and, and then obviously being huge bloody cor- corporate entities they uh have sucked up the majority of the money and then a cycle down a pittance to the artists themselves so uh, you know it's i it's it's better objectively than where we were but not by a whole lot and so what's happening in the uk is that parliament are going to examine uh what economic impact music streaming is actually having on artists on record labels uh and also just more broadly the sustainability of their wider music industry um and this is the first example of this kind of probe we've seen uh, around the world um it's obviously not happening in australia but i did think it was very interesting to discuss uh because it is i feel something that we're going to have to address sooner or later Uh, i don't think this is necessarily a sustainable model and i think enough artists have slowly been kicking up a stink about this i think people like us that that people will be forced and governments will be forced to do something about it Particularly now as well when, I mean, we've spoken about it many times that the the way artists got the majority of their income was through touring and through merch sales. Uh, it wasn't CD or streams or anything like that. At the moment, during a global pandemic, it's very hard, as we've already discussed and we'll uh, show a little bit later in our gig guide, it's very hard to tour at the moment. It is. As I'm sure you're well aware. So I think artists who have gone such a long time without that income are also part of behind this going, hey, guys, we actually need to look at this and revisit this and make it a bit fairer for us artists because at the moment we're spending all the time and money and work and effort into getting these musics written and recorded, putting it out into the world for our fans to enjoy, but we're not really getting the reward for it. Just the platform that we're uploading it to seems to be taking most of the money. Yeah. So that's sort of what the parliament uh, will 
been looking into, and it's not just a conversation around it. Apparently, depending on the findings, the MPs will be expected to consider whether the government should take action to protect the industry from piracy in the wake of steps taken by the EU on copyright and intellectual property rights as well, because, of course, the EU, well, you know, the whole Brexit thing going on, but still not through yeah, it is. Oh, I, Brexit. Oh, I think they're I still working know. towards but it. I know the EU did pass some pretty landmark legislation when it comes to copyright and intellectual property. It, it's, That's a minefield of its own. Yeah, and I, I saw lots about this, and even things like YouTube could have been in strife as well based on the copyright laws and everything going on with that. So um, expect some real legislation to come depending on what the findings are. We do hope so, yeah. They're, they're going to be looking at um, whether the algorithmic curation uh, that, you know, like you'll, you'll, dis- yeah, you'll discover weekly and things like that, um, whether that influences consumer habits and tastes, which is very interesting. I mean, it's not really something I'd thought about. Um, and they're also going to be out looking at the economic impact and the long-term implications of streaming on the broader music industry. Uh, and then also how obviously their policy can can favour a better business model. So, I mean, like to to even do this is a lot. They're going to get some honest answers out of it. I mean, these inquiries uh, seem to usually be pretty devoid of partisanship or influence, um, pre- precisely because usually governments don't have to act on their findings. I think um, we've seen it in Australia a lot uh, in the same way. So we will get some honest answers out of this and we will report back on, on what that looks like. Uh, for some perspective, I've got some stats here uh, from the Australian uh, perspective, that is. Um, so in 2019, um, the Australian record business reached a fifth consecutive uh, year of growth uh, with revenue up by 5 5.5% to $555 million. Streaming was the major contributor to that, raking in $445 million, which is a $70 million rise on the previous year figures. Uh, now, when you um, consider those numbers, now think about an artist. A typical play on a streaming platform will net an artist less than 0.005 cents, and a song needs to be streamed a thousand times to make back the cost of an average coffee in Western Australia, uh, which definitely puts it in perspective uh, for you. Um, and less- I dare say a coffee in the rest of Australia. I don't know. Yeah, look, I don't know what, why the, the, <laughs> whoever collated these stats used WA, but they did. How um, much is a coffee in WA? Is it the same here, like four four fifty? Five dollars, depending on what size, and you get a double or triple shot. I'd like to know between four and five bucks. We'd like to assume if somehow you're in Western Australia and you're listening to us, can you give us uh, just, just hit us up homebrew on Coast FM nine six three. Let us know how much coffees are in WA, so we and can if it's figure cheaper, out this. I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, save myself a lot of money. But yeah, a thousand streams. Just to get a coffee in WA. Yeah. That does really put it into perspective. So when you go on an artist page and they've got like 40,000 plays, you go, wow, that's massive. But they really haven't made a whole lot of money off of that. They've and made 40 coffees. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Which, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you work a job nine to five and you have a coffee Monday through to Friday, even on a weekend, like that's Not gonna last a couple long. of months of coffee. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, a bit, bit more than a month depending on how much you drink it. Um, but yeah, less less than 8,000 Australians make music as their sole source of income, and the average Australian musician earns just $7,200 a year. Um, one million streams on YouTube will earn an artist approximately $690, the same number on Spotify about $4,370, 
and Apple Music is around $7,350. It's actually quite a stark difference. But one million streams is hard to come by. No. Like, I mean, yes. Yeah, sorry. Not, we're, no. sort, we're sort of saying, oh, I hit one million, you get 690 bucks on YouTube or roughly 4000 on Spotify. But one million streams is such a landmark it's for huge. any artist. You hit one million streams, you've gone, yes. And you look at that and you think, wow, they've made it. But they've only made roughly $4,000 just from that yeah it, it's it's sad and we did see an example in the u.s i think a couple of uh, months back where actually spotify had spent um they figured out like you know millions and i think all the big streaming companies together has spent a collective millions and millions of dollars in court trying to fight legislation that would uh that was going to mandate that they pay artists more as opposed uh, to just paying the money. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they, they, and that was the comment that was made by so many people was that they spent all of this money uh, on fighting paying artists when they could have just used that money to pay artists. And, you know, this is the, the dangers of, um, you know, unfettered capitalism on art because, you know, they're, they're getting left behind. So something does need to be done about this um, and hopefully this is going to lead to some significant change.